He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if your child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him? Thanks, Freddie. Um, thanks, Freddie. Um, so we've got the wonderful Holly Draper. Um, we've, we've been snatched out of kids and youth, and here we are. And um, Holly, can I just pray for you before you begin? Yeah, please do. Well, Lord, we just thank you for Holly. Thank you for uh, who she is and everything you do in her life. And, and Lord, we just pray that through all the prayer and preparation, that just your words now would speak. That Holy Spirit, you would really just flow through Holly. And Lord, we just pray that the words that are spoken would really impact our hearts. They would challenge but encourage and grow us to be more like you. So, Lord, we bless Holly with your peace and your presence on her now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Andy. Um, before I get started, whew, whew, I'm still like, can I even stand up right now? That was beautiful, wasn't it? A couple of our young ones was like, why are people laughing? And I think it's just good to kind of explain maybe what, at least what I felt like what God was doing, just in case, uh, what was going on? Why were people laughing? And actually, Holy Spirit, when we come close to the Father, he loves to give good gifts. And one of that is joy, is actually when we have that revelation of the, who he is, it's like, whoa, this, like every single part of you kind of like, ah, oh, and that kind of comes out as joy in some way. So that's why some people were laughing. But also, there were some people that were like, picked up a fragrance, like there, was a, like there was a smell that was coming out, and that's, I don't think anyone has a fancy new perfume, but it was actually a bit of heaven coming down to earth. When, when heaven touches earth, there's this beauty that comes out from it. But then other people were sitting there and having a real special time with, with God, speaking to them really closely in that. So there was a mixture. God was doing lots of different stuff in there. And I think it's just good sometimes just to voice out what he's doing, to acknowledge it, and to celebrate that in it. And while we're doing that, one of our young ones, and Maya had a picture. Maya, do you want to come up and share? Or do you want to show it and say, or yeah, up to you? Maya quite often is able to kind of seize, kind of, God often gives us pictures, and she's often so obedient in actually speaking them out and wanting to share them. But, um, oh, hold on, hold on, let me get you a mic, Maya, so you can be. So, Maya, what did you, yeah. <laughs> Maya. Now, Maya's thing is on a little post-it note, so unless you have incredible eyesight, the back, you're probably not going to see it. But can you just describe what you've drawn, Maya? What, what's the picture uh, of? Well, when the worship thing was going on, um, 
um, I had like this picture of like um, like everyone, like everyone, on like a throne in like up in the sky, and then there was like loads of like angels everywhere around them, and then like God sitting on top of the throne. Amazing! I love that. What what, does, what are the angels saying? Can you say what? The, well, or what's? Oh, oh no, who's saying it? I'm trying to see who the speech bubbles are. Oh yeah, the angels. So what are they saying? Go on. Well, one's saying God loves you. The other one's saying you're a masterpiece, and the last one's saying you're beautiful. I love that, Maya. Thank you so much for sharing. Isn't that so a picture of what actually God was doing? <laughs> that he was bringing us close to his throne, but almost like raising us up to be able to be seated in heavenly places with him. But he's above all things, and all the angels are joining in with the sounds of heaven and what God is speaking over us. So Maya, thank you so much for drawing that so we could actually see a little snippet of what God's up to as well. Um, amazing. So I'm so excited to chat with you all. Um, I'm hoping that I'll be a bit interesting and entertaining. Young ones, if I'm not, there's a banner down here that says, Daddy God is like, and I'd love for you guys to decorate it or draw anything that you think Father God is like, and then we're going to show it at the end. So, uh, and any young people, if I bore you as well, adults, you're welcome to go there too. Hopefully, well, well I've, I've got pictures and everything, but we'll see. <laughs> but be, feel free to do that if that's, how you, if that's how you are. If you love drawing, then please feel free to use it. Um, so, for those who are beady-eyed enough, um, Luke, we would have carried on, and this week was supposed to be Jesus and Beelzebub. Um, decided I went to James, I was like, don't really think that an all-age service, we should focus on, you know, a demon. Um, so, we're going back and looking at the Lord's Prayer. We'll let someone else do that. I'm also not theologically, like minded to be able to figure out what that means. I'm like, give me Jesus and that's it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Thanks. Um, but for those who might have seen me last week, I was a slightly bleary-eyed because I arrived back from a two-week holiday, lush, um, but that morning. So I got home at three o'clock in the morning, slept for about three and a half hours before getting up for church to get ready. The flight changed. I hadn't originally planned to do that. Um, but it was great. Uh, two-week holiday. If you haven't ever had a two-week holiday, take a two-week holiday. Oh, I feel so refreshed. It's wonderful. Um, but also Greece, pretty great. Anywhere in the Mediterranean. The sea was pretty warm. Swam every day. I'm not usually a sea swimmer. And ate ice cream. What a win. Um, <laughs> um, but amongst all of the sea swimming and the ice cream every day and eating just a lot of feta and a lot of honey, um, which was great, um, we went and explored different parts of ancient Greece. We went to some of the different sites. And it was incredible walking around some of these buildings. Here are some of them. Um, of where some of them are older than when Jesus was around. Like some of them are BC. A lot of them are early hundreds AD. I'm not an ancient history historian. So everything I'm about to say, recognize that in your mindset. But so many of the temples and churches were in physically high places. I mean, look at that. Like, they were built in high places, and the views that you saw, I was just in awe of the views. Like, you know, the rocks are amazing. But the views, whoa, they were just incredible. 
And you know what? I wasn't surprised that the people there went to those places and they felt like their hearts needed to worship something, that they needed to pray to something because all creation shouts his name, right? And in that, when you look around, you're like, well, no wonder they chose this place. It was amazing. And the wonder and awe I felt, and with some understanding of how the natural world works, and the awe and wonder I felt in that moment was huge. How they must have felt where, I'm guessing, they didn't quite know, you know, how the sun moved around the earth and how trees grew, and is my understanding of it. But if they had that limited understanding, but could, um, their response to it was one of awe and wonder and wanting to pray and worship, I was just amazed. I wasn't surprised and because it's such a human instinct to pray and worship because that's how God made us. He made us to be in his image but to recognize him in the world around us as well. And for those Greeks, the thought of only having one God, though, was almost like too much to comprehend. So that's why they had, you know, they had the God of war and love and money and this and that and this and that. Because that the idea of someone so big being able to be over all of that was like... And, and, but they still created their cities around those places. They still created those places as place of pilgrimage where people were going to go to. They brought um, things to sacrifice because they wanted to just be close to those gods that they had. They wanted to be close to those places where they felt those gods dwell. They built their culture around their prayer and worship. And this morning, thousands of people around the world have already prayed. The mosques have been filled, different temples have been filled, different places, even people in, maybe people in hospital who aren't even sure if they believe in anything have probably prayed. Thousands of people around the world have prayed because everyone does pray. It's something that's in us that we need to be able to pray to something of how we've been made. And regardless of what the church is doing, prayer is the thing that seems to keep on going and keep on increasing and it's a bit like, actually, the church of the big C, we need to up our game. Actually, I was challenged being like, gosh, before I got to church in the morning, did I actually chat with God at all? Or was this the first place that I actually prayed and worshipped was when I came into a corporate gathering? Ooh, light on moment. But actually, we need to be in those places of actually that prayer and worship stirring within us needs to be so at the forefront of our mind because he is so worthy of it. Because God, we have the one God that is above all things. We have Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life before it all. We don't need those multiple gods because we have the one God who does and is above everything. And I was reading a book by a guy called Tyler Statton and it's called Praying by Monks, Living Like Fools. Yes, got it. Um, uh, but he heads up a church in America and he's overseen the 24-7 USA kind of branch of it. And he describes prayer as this. Prayer invites you to learn to listen to God before speaking, to ask like a child in old age, to screen your questions in an angry tirade, to undress yourself in vulnerable confession and to be loved, completely and totally loved in spite of everything. And I wonder if that last point is actually the thing that makes us not the first thing to do in the morning is to pray or, the, you know, we don't have the same rhythms and things as maybe other religions almost do, but actually ours is because we are loved beyond measure 
and we don't quite realize how much we're loved because we don't quite have the fullness of reality of who we are loved by. Because it's so much easier to pray when we know who we are praying to. I don't know if you're like me, so if I see my phone and it says, unknown caller or caller ID unknown, I'm not picking up that phone. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, but if on the phone it's like mum or um, a friend or a work, um, I'm more likely to pick it up because I know than who I'm speaking to. How I speak to different people is when I know who I'm speaking to. And maybe that's a whole other sermon of how that is. But we won't go into that. But knowing who I'm speaking to then makes you more open to wanting to be able to converse with them in that. In the same way, do we really know who we are speaking to when we pray? So, transport back into my wonderful holidays. We were there on the last day, and our flight had changed. We had this like extra day to fill, um, and I was on a holiday with some friends who had two younger children. So we found a play park, and we were running around doing this. We had our lunch, but the youngest one, she's three, and she just got to the end of her rope. You know, she was crying. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Ah! And she was just shattered. She was so tired. So her dad picked her up, held her in her arms, and she just fell asleep in, in, her, in his arms. And we were sat out. It was in the busy streets in Athens. We were sat outside an ice cream shop, so it was bustling, going and going. But she was just calm and totally asleep in the arms of her father. It didn't matter what was going on around her. It didn't matter that beforehand she was like, ah! But actually, in that moment, being held right really close, she was in total peace because of who was, her, who was holding her. But then the other girl, she's six. She wanted to go off exploring, wanted to try using the new Greek language. And so she went off, and there was a busker, and she wanted to go and give the busker some coins. And she wanted to go into that shop and see what was around and try um, using the new um, how to say thank you and good morning in Greek. And so she went off hand in hand with her mum, and they went off exploring. And she did each of those different things because she knew that her mum was watching her slightly afar, but she knew her mum was there. So if something went wrong, she could easily run back to mum. But she was able to be bold and brave and try new things because her parent was there with her, cheering her on, championing her on every single part of the way. And I sat there, I was sitting opposite um, the, the dad with the little one, and I, aware that I had this talk to prep for, and I wasn't quite organized enough to prep it before time. And I was like, God, what shall I say? And I was suddenly struck by just seeing these two moments. I was like, oh, wow, God, this is what you're like to us. Actually, when we have moments where we're like, oh, I don't know what to do, oh, life is crazy. He invites us to come really close and to be held by him. And even if everything else around is mad, there's a stillness and a peace when we're in the Father's arms. But there's also that thing of wanting to be bold and go out and try new things, and knowing that you can do it because you know the Father's watching you as well. And the freedom in that. I was like, wow, they're both images of just the parent heart of God towards us as his precious children. And we, so in today, I wanted to, we're looking at the Lord's Prayer and just struck of like, this is the pray then. The disciples are like, how do we pray? And Jesus says, this is how you do it. This is how to start. 
And the first thing he says is, our Father. Because he knew when we need to commune with God, we need to know him as our Father. And that Lord's Prayer, I've grown up as a Christian, I ended up going to a Catholic um, high school, like, I can say the Lord's Prayer like that. I can recite it. It's a bit like I was saying earlier, you know when you're driving and then you're suddenly like, oh, I'm driving. You have those moments of, oh, I've just been doing it without realizing it. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer is a bit like that for me as well. Like, I can say it and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm actually saying these words, which actually are really full of power. They bec- they've become so regular to me that I've taken away actually how like, they are. And it all starts with that, our Father, And immediately in that moment, we're met with who he is and who he is to us. And actually, that's where he invites us to kind of sit. Because there's that divine intimacy where God wants to meet us. And he wants us to know that reality of who we're speaking to. And I feel like he wants to afresh and renew that prayer, to renew and repower it. Where a moment, a prayer that we could say in less than a minute can then suddenly become a moment of reverence and intimacy. A moment that we're suddenly transported to that high place, like, um, like those photos. A moment when we're suddenly held in the Father's arms. A moment when we're suddenly being cheered by all the voices of heaven, being like, yes, you go, you've got it, go, go, go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to say it once, not super quickly, but a little bit quickly. And then I'm going to go through and just stop and pause at each bit and just share a little bit of what each one says. Because as soon as we get the frame of we're talking to our Father, the rest of the prayer like comes alive. You could do like a whole like sermon series on it, if not multiple. So... Do, um, listen how you want to listen. You, you can close your eyes, you can sit, you can keep looking at me if that's interesting. Um, or I think it might be on the screen as well, or you can read along. So, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Okay, so our Father, God, thank you that we get to address you as Father. We get to call out your name, Father. We get to come to you as children. Thank you that you hold us and we're so safe and at peace in those moments. But you're also cheering us on when we're trying new things and doing your will. In heaven, thank you that you are seated in heavenly places like that image that Maya had earlier, that your eyes and knowledge that are above all things. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. How powerful and how holy are you, God? Even just saying your name is so full of power. Your kingdom come. You are the king out of everything. And we're saying your kingdom come. 
Come, be our king. Your will be done. Only you, God. We only want what your heart is saying. Only want your voice speaking out into every area. On earth as it is in heaven. Earth is a mess and we need you. (laughs) Bring down heaven to earth right now. May your kingdom come to earth. May your will come to earth. Give us this day our daily bread. God, we're sorry when we've been greedy. God, we're sorry when we've wanted more than our share. God, thank you that you give us everything that we need for this day. And thank you that it's enough to sustain us for this day. And forgive us our sins. Thank you for the power of forgiveness. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the cross that made a way so we can address you as Father. And thank you that you forgive us each and every day as we forgive those who sin against us. And wow, you're now giving us the authority and the power to forgive others and to release them. Thank you, God, for all that. Lord, may we use that wisely to be able to forgive quickly. Lead us not into into temptation. We only want you, God, let everything else be banished that tries to turn our eyes and our hearts and our minds away from you. But deliver us from evil. Rescue us, God. We don't want to be left in the miry pit. We want to be brought out and see your goodness and your love. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. It's not ours, it's yours. The glory isn't ours, the kingdom isn't ours, um, the power isn't ours, it's all yours. Now and forever. Amen. So something that was maybe quite ordinary, had become quite ordinary in our life, can suddenly become extraordinary when we know who It is because of God and we know who we're speaking to. And that's the very nature of prayer, isn't it? When suddenly the ordinary become extraordinary. And we see that throughout the whole Bible, that there were just ordinary people doing extraordinary things with God. But quite often those people were in also ordinary places that then became extraordinary. So thinking about Moses and the burning bush, he probably walked past that bush every single day and then suddenly it became an extraordinary moment because God came. And the, um, the bed where Samuel slept every night suddenly became a moment where he heard the voice of God. The sitting room where Esther made her request to the king. The outhouse where Jesus was born. The beach where Peter fished every single day. The well where the women met Jesus. The upper room in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit came. All of those were just ordinary places with ordinary people that then both came extraordinary because of God. Because God came and revealed himself and they saw him and they knew who God was. And they were often caught caught off guard because the moments were ordinary and they weren't expecting something extraordinary to happen in the ordinary. But what happened if we were more aware of what was around us to see more ordinary moments become extraordinary? When I was writing this, I was busy praying, uh, thinking of, oh God, what area can I really press into prayer more? And I felt God say, Holly, what would happen if you prayed for your brother and sister to know Jesus every single day? Because they don't know Jesus yet. I was like, I don't know, God, what will happen? He was like, 
well, why didn't you see? Why didn't you try it and find out? Like, oh, you're okay. So I'm now trying to, like, like, praying every day for my brother and sister to know Jesus. But what would happen if over half-term kids and youth, if you prayed for all your friends who don't know Jesus to know Jesus, or went and drove past your school every single day to say, Lord, come in my school, come to my teacher's. Guys, what would happen if you arrived 10 minutes early to your workplace and prayed over every single desk of people that you lived with before people arrived? What would happen in your workplace? What would happen if every time you walked your dog, you went and prayed for conversations to have with your neighbours? What would happen if you woke up every morning and before grabbing your phone or grabbing a coffee, you thanked Jesus for the gift of this new day and you asked for him to give you a truth? What would happen to your day? What would happen if before picking up your phone to a friend or family member when you've been really hurt or something's really upset you, actually you run to the father first? And he still loves community, so then ring your friends and ring your family. But what would happen if you ran to the Father first in those moments? We need to build an altar of prayer and worship in our everyday. A bit like how those ancient Greeks did, they built everything around their prayer and worship. We need to build in our one around every day. Because how easy will it be to pray when we know who we are praying to? Prayer can make our ordinary, everyday moments extraordinary because of God. So what we're going to do is the wonderful host team are going to come around with some um, pieces of paper. And on it, it's like a prayer board. So in the office, we've now made a prayer board where we've put in on post-it notes things that we want to pray for. And then a thing that says thanksgiving. And we're full of faith that the things that we've put on our prayer board we're going to be able to move across and put on to thanksgiving, that we're going to see God move in those things. And sometimes it's in the small things, and sometimes it's the big things. So handing round is we've done a paper copy of them. Um, you can fancy it up at home, but coming round is also going to be post-it notes and some pens. And we'd love for you in your either household, so kids, you might want to go back to your parents now, um, in your households to make this board to kickstart um, being like, hey God, I'm going to pray and know that you are my father, that you love me, that this is how I can go to prayers and I'm in faith that we are going to see these things happen. Even before the prayer and fasting week, let's start it now so then we're running when already when prayer and fasting is kicking off. So we're just going to have two minutes on this. So if you're on your own, that's fine. Grab people next to you and build it together. Make it a conversation of things that you're going to pray and go after prayer for.